What's up guys, welcome back to The Daily Snap. Today, I want to go through some concerns. Does the ladder have you down? Is watching cubes go up and down just making you upset? What can we do about that? How can we make ourselves better? Let's talk about the tools that are out there that can help you get better at the game and help you climb that ladder. Let's check it out in today's video. Alright guys, so today we're going to go through and we're going to discuss um, Marvel Snap and the ladder and cubes and all those problems that, you know, you might be frustrated with in the game. You know, we talk about different points in the game that are frustrating. Um, the biggest one that really comes about is getting into 482 collection level uh, and those early series 3 levels. Because what you do is you break a barrier in the game to where now all of a sudden you're around this level where you're playing against people within series three cards and you might only have one or two or three and they might not fit into any of the play styles that you'd like or they're not impactful enough to play something else. So that's one of the biggest concerns uh, that we've talked about before in the past. But today it's going to be about ladder climbing. And I want to do this video because for me, for myself, I know that I have been on a bit of a, an issue or a struggle and I have been working through trying to figure out what those things were and how can I go about being better at changing those things and competing uh, at a higher level so I can you know, just get better at the game and understand the mechanics of the game. And the truth is, is that it's, it's not necessarily about the deck you're playing. It could be, but it's not necessarily about it. It's not about the decks your opponents are playing. Um, it's solely based on the snap mechanic. And, you know, we've had a podcast in the past discussing when to snap, why to snap, how to snap, and all those things. But it's an, it's just that level and the layer of things that need to be said and, like, kind of just reminded of. Like, you have to go back and reassess the things that you did well before to get better at it now. Or just understand that maybe I didn't do it well before, maybe I'm still not doing it well, but how do I get better at how do I do well? You know, as you can see here... Um, I am 87 on the mega track. I don't. I'm. I don't think I've hit 88 yet. So this might be currently uh, the highest I've been on the track so far in the season, uh, which is a bit frustrating. You know, we're now in week three. I hit 81 in in the first week. So I hit Omega in the first week, and now for the last two weeks, I have been stuck in the 80s. I've been going up. I've been going down. Uh, for honestly, about five or six days, I felt like I was just passing around the same 20 or 30 cubes and there was no way for me to get ahead and that's when I was like okay well like what is going on you know how do I fix the problem you know and it, it was very easy to blame it on other things rather than blaming myself and I think that's important to note as well you know uh, if we go into um, our collection and we look and we go oh um you know, the best deck in the game right now uh, is Silver Surfer. And for the longest time, I didn't have the good threes. You know, like, I, I kept making the excuse, oh, I don't have good threes for Surfer, so I can't play Surfer, right? I didn't have Mystique. I didn't have Brood. Um, I still don't have Juggernaut. You know, like, I still don't have Thor, right? Like, so there's, 
there's there's all these ways that I can make excuses, right? And that's the truth. It's like I think a lot of people are doing that. I think you're you're inventing these excuses of reasons why you're not traveling. Now, while I believe uh, that for the players that figured out Surfer earlier and had the cards and be the best Surfer deck, yes, I do think that accelerated their their ladder climbing because I do think it's a very powerful deck. If you look at the leaderboards, uh, it's two Surfers in two different decks that's in Tier 1 right now. Obviously, if you have those cards, you were going to accelerate before the Leech stuff, uh, the, where Leech came in and started punishing people, you know, there were all of these reasons why you could have climbed faster earlier had you figured out the metagame quickly enough and had the cards proper to to compete with that. Um, and I think that's important to note. But when you don't have those things, you have to figure out, well, how how is, how is going to be my way of climbing? How am I going to get better? How am I going to get to that infinite rank? And honestly, this is where it comes to figuring out what you're good at and what you're good with. You know, it might, you can't always be like, oh, I don't have that and that's why I'm not winning. That's not true, not ever. You go on Twitter, you go on like wherever, you click hashtag Marvel Stab and you can see hundreds of different decks that have made infinite. It's not about Surfer, it's not about, uh, you know, death and all those things. It's not about those cards. Like, yes, do they help? They're powerful cards. Of course they are. But it's really about the snapping mechanic, and it's about understanding your deck and your position in the game to snap and get better values. Um, and I think that's the one thing that I want to go home with, is that while all of these different things happen in games, the biggest and most important thing is snapping and retreating. That's it. It's, it's, it really does come to that. And what I, what I want to discuss, right, is that, like, here you can see, I have... I don't know, what did we have? 10 different decks, I guess. This is saying deck 10. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't feel like counting. But the point is, is that there's Surfer decks. There's Barrow. There's Destroyer. There's, uh, this is, I call this a big control deck. You know, like, there's Wong. Um, Galactus. Here's Leech. You know, like, all of these different things, right? There's all these different decks that I have been playing with. Uh, I don't think I've... I'm not even sure I played a single game with Destroyer. Um, I haven't played with Discard in since last season when I had to discard 10 cards or 20 cards, whatever the hell it was. Um, I have played a little bit with K K this Kazar deck that I didn't mention. But the point is that there's all these different decks that you can play. And they're all good. They're all good decks. They're all powerful decks. They all have ways to win the game. Um, but what I, what I find myself the most issue with, right, is that let's just say Surfer... Hands down is the best deck in the in the metagame, right? It is, right? It has proven stats, it has the facts, it's there, it's on the leaderboard. If you go to Snap Zone, you'll see that a version of, of Surfer is the top two decks. That's great. But what I find myself, and this is me, this isn't everybody, this is this is me trying to convey the decisions that or the, the points that I need to be better and how I get better. Surfer might be one of the best decks in the game. Hands down. It has the, the win ratio and all that. Win rate isn't the best thing for climbing necessarily. It's only the best thing if you're also winning the most cubes possible. And for me, with Surfer, I don't understand yet. I haven't played enough games. Granted, I just got Brood. Like, you literally, you can see it. Like, here's a Grey Border Brood. Here's a Grey Border Patriot. Here's a Green Surfer. That shows you how much I played Surfer, right? He's green, right? Like, Green Mystique. Um, Goose, you know, great. like all of these cards, uh, you know, even like Debris, like these are cards I haven't played with. They're not legendary. They're not, um, I don't even remember what 
the other one is called like they're not infinite none of those things so these are cards i have not played with i just reacquired um and because of that i'm not good at snapping with this deck i'm not good at evaluating when i'm ahead or when i know i'm gonna win and things like that and that's what's difficult about climbing with a deck like surfer like yeah you might win a bunch of games one or two cubes that's great but the biggest part of ladder climbing is getting the most out of your wins so with a deck like surfer whether rather it might be one of the most powerful decks and if i took the time and i played 100 and 200 games with it i might be able to better assess my points in the game of when i can snap and when i'm comfortable snapping but that's that's what what the, the issue is that's the big takeaway here is that you know i'm not efficient at snapping with this deck so let me go and find a deck that i am efficient snapping with now, I do think some decks are better at it, right? But I also think that some players just think differently. And I think that's important too. It's important to note what type of player you are and how you feel about a game state to know that you're comfortable snapping. In a deck like this, I'm like I said, I, I can look at this and I can assemble what I believe is the best hand to win, but I can't compare that to assembling the best hand that can win with the lanes that are in play and then going, oh, I should snap. I can't do that with this deck, but what I can do, and I can do it with several other decks. Um, more more recent, recently, you'll see a lot of my short snap videos are with Galactus. Galactus is a deck that makes sense to me. There's a certain set of line of plays and combination of cards that when I have them, I know that I have a good chance of winning the game. It's just, it, it's a sheer value point, but I've played, you know over 150 games with this deck probably uh i'm going to show you some stats in a minute here but the point is that i know like all right if my opening hand has wave Gala wave galactus i should snap like not on snap maybe not on turn one right maybe not on turn one maybe i i see the first location like oh, okay that's not a dangerous location i see the second location okay that's not a dangerous location i see the third location i'm like okay i'm gonna play wave this turn i'm gonna snap this way you're getting them before you galactus so you're getting them on turn three on the wave that way once you get the wave, it changes all their thought processes. You know, there's a lot of decks out there that play leader. They go and oh, I'm gonna leader your Galactus. Well, guess what? We got rid of their leader, and we got. And they have a face. They have a, a space filled on our lane with their Galactus. Awesome. That's the best possible scenario. Um, but that's that's just the simple line, right? You can look at this deck again, and I go, oh, all right. I have um, Psylocke, Doctor Doc Octopus, and Shang Chi. That's another line of play where I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can win a lane now because I can just Shang-Chi whatever I Doc Ock. Now, granted, that's not always guaranteed. Sometimes Doc Ock's going to blow up in your face. But it's a good risk versus reward type play where I might, once again, snap on turn three after seeing the locations playing my Psylocke. So now I'm playing a Psylocke on three and my opponent's thinking like, oh, what could he be doing? Because you don't do a whole lot of things early in the game. Uh, so you're not, they're not always certain like what your turn four play is going to be when you Psylocke. You know, it, it could be Professor X, it could be Doc Ock, it could be Hobgoblin. Like there's so many different things that it could be that it's hard for them to always guess and be correct. And my favorite part is that it's not even bad if you play into it sometimes because if you Doc Ock early, like let's say you instead of Psylocke you have a Electro, which is the better card because it allows us to... Uh, Galactus on five instead uh, if our Doc Ock fails which is just kind of like the safety valve plan but the point is is that there's different lines and values in this deck that I understand when I'm ahead 
And on top of that, I absolutely know what I lose to because that's how many games I play with the deck. I'm familiar with the strategy and things like that. So I think that that's what's important. Uh, and that's what I'm trying to just convey the information to you guys. Like once again, it's like a reminder, like this game is about snapping. That's what it's about. It's the win-loss ratio is great. It does matter. But what really matters is the cube win-loss ratio. So now I'm gonna go and show you um, just this. So we're gonna go and look at the snapstone screen. Confirm that it's up, all right, it's up. All right, so you can see here Galactus. Now, this says it's a 51.39% win, win rate, 37, 35, plus 47 cubes. Now, what I wanna tell you about this, guys, and this is very important, uh, is that this, Marvel, this Marvel Snapstone Tracker only tracks games on, that you play on PC. So I have played easily 100 plus more games not on PC uh, that would attribute to this. But for the sake of the video and for the information given, I really wanted to showcase this is a way to learn about the decks that you're playing. So 51% win rate with this deck on the computer uh, for plus 47 cubes. So I went 37 and 35. Uh, which is to note, but when playing, I, I got almost plus 50 cubes. So that means this is f almost five complete ranks. And honestly, it checks out because when I went to Galactus this weekend, you know, I don't know what it is about the weekends. I just like playing Galactus on the weekends for whatever reason. Um, I was at rank 82, and now, as you've seen earlier, I'm at rank 87. So that this does check out that over the weekend that I was playing, I was playing this deck, this deck netted me plus 50 cubes. Checks out. Uh, lead control. You can see here, there's only 20 games with it. Um, I probably put it together, played a you know, played 20 games. I was plus four cubes with a bad. I was I was negative, negative in win ratio, nine and ten. Now, granted, uh, I'm not exactly sure if this breaks down retreats. I'll check in a second once we get past this point. But nine and ten plus four cubes. So even though I lost 10 games, I was still positive on cubes. This deck. Uh, this is not the exact list. This is the updated list. I haven't played. I don't think I played any games with this list so far on PC, uh, but I I unlocked Sarah um, through the token shop, I quickly made a Sarah deck, and then I went and played 30 games with it, and I was negative six cubes. So that's why this one's called Sarah Surfer, even though you don't see the Sarah. Uh, what, it, what I attribute to this is A, it was a lot of new cards, I was learning a new deck, uh, and I was just frustrated with what I was doing, I was just trying to play something new to pick it up. And 30 games is enough games to go, okay, this deck maybe isn't for me yet. Um, which is what I'll get into in the closing. Like, maybe Night Now isn't a deck I should be playing this. Uh, this big control deck, another one. 47% win rate, 20 and 22, plus one cube. Which means I lost two more times than I won, but I was still a positive cube ratio. Uh, Barrow, you know, we played 10 games with this on the computer, which is very, very limited. I probably have played more decks, more games with this way before. Um, and I have a, I personally think that this is a very good win ratio deck. This is just a bad showcase, but still just for the knowledge 33% win rate three and six negative four cubes. That's like the worst of everything uh, As you can see all the other decks that I have on here. It doesn't show that I played any games with them on PC um, If we go in You know So this is all of my personal stats uh, With this deck on PC, so that's the thing to know So that's the biggest takeaway, right? That this is a way to look, uh, if you haven't, if you play on PC and you're looking for different ways to evaluate your decks, even in a given session, you know, it might be worth downloading the Snapstone Tracker. I do think 
Uh, you know, the Snap Fan Tracker is also wonderful. It'll go back and track history and things like that. And it'll show you all-time wins and loss ratios. I'm not necessarily looking for that information right now. I'm looking for a decks I'm playing right now that I can understand with how do I get better with those decks or if those decks are worth it to climb with. For me, right now, the way that I'm playing the game and understand the game, Galactus is a good is a good win rate deck. I also do believe um, that the Wong deck. Uh, so this is a deck, but I I climbed with this deck before, right? Um, before the track tracker came out. So this is what I climbed with in the first week and a half, probably. Um, I was playing this Wong deck, and this is another deck that I can just. I look at it and I can know in my opening hand whether or not I'm going to be in a good point on turn four or turn five, and I want to snap before then. I want to un I need to be at points in the game to understand that I want to get the most cubes possible. Uh, and even if that's in a world where my opponent snaps back, that's okay because now I might be getting them to get four cubes. The biggest thing um, in lots of the takeaways at the end of the day is getting the getting the exclusive amount of cubes, uh, you know, as humanly possible out of every win. And when you lose, you're not losing that amount of cubes, which is the other big thing, is where it's why you see the close win ratios, the close win ratios aren't taking into account retreats. And that's a big thing, is that I might have 30 retreats and 15 wins, but in those 15 wins, if I had won four or more cubes in those games, that's why you get those big values. As long as you're retreating when you know you can't win, uh, that's also important. And it's even important in those early turns. You know, if your opponent snaps on turn two or three, and if you look at your hand and you're not extremely confident, you know, you're not like, huh, can I give can I give up another cube here? Or do I want to give up another cube here? Do I think where we are at the game state with the locations we have, can I actually, like, do I believe I can get ahead in this game? That's something that you need to take that full timer to think about. And I think that's the, the the one thing and the last thing that I want to say. You guys have watched the shorts. Um, and if you haven't, check them out. Some of them are hilarious uh, because it's just bonehead plays that I'm making. It's the timer. You might look at your hand and you might look at the board and you might instantly go, yep, this is what I want to do and this is how I win the game. And then you put it on the table and you click finish and then four seconds goes by and you rethink about it all and you're like oh my god I could have did something better on those final turns when the game counts when there's eight eight cubes at stake four cubes at stake take your time on the final turns look through your plays look through your 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 hand go through the situations in which your opponent can also play as you know if you played enough games now you can see the meta you know what your opponent playing, you know what their end goal is most of the time. Do yourself the favor and take those extra 10, 15, 20 seconds to decide, can I win this game? Can I lose this game? And if I lose this game, is it worth the coin flip? Is it worth the 33%? Now I will say that, you know, you don't always need to be a guarantee, right? So at the end of the day, it is gambling a bit. There is RNG involved. There's all these things that can happen. So, if you're going to stay, you need to set yourself a mind, uh, what is my percentage of chance of winning, and what am I happy with risking my cubes for? So that, that's the last thing I want to say, is that once you find the deck that you're most comfortable with, once you understand what that deck is, how it plays, what you enjoy, and 
assessing your plays, assessing the locations that you're good and bad on, knowing when to retreat early just because it's not worth your time, all of those things, right? Cube efficiency. Once you get all those things, what is the percentage that you're worth risking your cubes at? Is it 35%? Is it 40%? Is it a coin flip? Uh, do you need to be above that? That, I believe, is all in in your uh, what you're comfortable with. But what I got, obviously, the final note is here is Let's say you're comfortable with a 35% chance on turn uh, on turn six to win the game. Well, that means 65% of the time you're not going to get it. So don't be upset or mad if that's the the number you put because you are at a higher risk, higher reward, you know, fantasy level, which is good because the more you risk and if you get rewarded, the better it'll feel. But you also have to note that like, hey, I am a high risk, high reward deck, uh, so the cubes might go up and down and swing a bunch of ways. So. That's the final thing. I just wanted to clear it up. Um, find a deck that you like. Find a deck that you enjoy. Find a deck that you understand when to snap with. That's the final thing I want to say. Is like make sure the deck that you're climbing with is about. It's about understanding it fully, knowing your best locations, knowing your best opening hands, knowing where you need to be at the end of the game. Once you understand your deck completely, uh, that's how you get better at. At, at the game in general. Now, I do think the very last and final thing is the biggest part I can say is that the quicker you get to infinite, the cubes don't matter. So once you're in infinite, play everything. Learn everything. That way for next season, you have a better understanding of how to play everything. I have done this thing where I've constantly done this the last two seasons where I keep switching up decks, I keep trying new things out, and it, it's not helping me climb ladders. And that's where that's why I decided to make this video is I'm trying to get a point across of how do I get to infinite that way I can use infinite to get better at the game which is crazy to think about but that is the truth is that once the cubes don't matter as much that's when you can go and say all right I can get better at this game now because now I can play every deck under the sun that I can possibly make and understand the cards understand the opening hands understands when to, when to snap and when not to snap uh, and yes, of course, you can risk more. You don't care about the losing and everything like that. But that's where I want to be. I want to get to infinite with the decks that I'm most comfortable with. And that way, once I'm there, I can take the extra time now and learn these other decks and get better at the other decks. So I would make myself a better Marvel Snot player. If you made it this far, please hit that like video. Comment, let me know, hey, what are the decks that you took to infinite? Or what are the decks you're trying to climb with infinite? Or hey, what are the decks you're bad with? I mean, there are decks that I am not good with, you know? Like, what are those decks? And of course, if you're not already, you enjoyed the video, enjoy the content, please subscribe to the channel. It really does help us as we grow into this community. If you haven't seen them yet, I make daily shorts every day. I try my best to make them fun and interact and a little bit crazy and I clip my best plays of the day basically and whether it's my worst my best wins or my worst losses that's what I'm trying to do so thank you guys again for watching the video and we'll catch you in the next one